All right. Um, I want to talk to you, uh, just kind of preach a little bit today on uh, prayer. You know, we got missions conference coming up, and, uh, you know, God's going to, you know, provide for them financially. It's just we're lucky to be a part of the blessing, that it be able to part, be a part of it and be a part of the work they're doing over there because we can't go over there, but we can help provide for them. But I know most good missionaries, they're going to, um, they're going to cover our prayers more than anything I, I, because God can supply financially, but he, he, nothing replaces uh, church folks and men and women, ladies of God uh, praying for them. Nothing can replace that. Yeah. All right, I'll uh, uh, turn to Ephesians chapter number 6. This should be a familiar passage. It's uh, talking about the um, the whole armor of God. And so we're going to pick up in verse 18 and uh, read a few verses here. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Uh, we go through the armor of God, and it's something we have to put on every day. We have to shield ourselves. But we also, you notice there's nothing, you know, there's nothing to cut. When you read through here, there's nothing to cover your back because you shouldn't be running from the battle. You shouldn't be running from the battle that God's got in front of you. You should be face forward, face, face to face with that battle. No one wants to cower from what God has for them. And also, we look and there's, there's a lot of things here, but I just want to take time to look at the prayer part of it. And... Uh, if you, uh, Billy Sunday said, if you are a stranger to prayer, you are a stranger to the greatest source of power known to human beings. I'll go ahead and... Uh, Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the time that you've set aside. We, uh, we're just thankful that your, your love and grace and mercy abound upon us and that you've sent your Son for us, that you've done so much for us, and we just want to have a reasonable service to serve you ask you uh, uh, bless everything that's said and done here tonight. Pray you uh, use me and pray that you uh, just everything that you can just put myself aside so you be made the preeminence and that you your message will be spoken and to whatever we stand in need of this evening. And we'll just love and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We all need to pray. It's, it's the vital part of what we as Christians need to do. We pray and we read our Bible. Um, it's something we all need to do. It's something Christ did. You've seen all throughout. He, he, you read through the Bible and he prayed to his Father every time. Anytime there was a difficult moment, there was cold, and he got in his prayer closet and done it. He, it's a lot of times he got alone to do it. Praying will build our faith. It's going to build our faith. You, if we're talking to God all the time and just have a constant state of prayer it's going to build up our faith we're going to have a stronger faith um, of course 
some people, their faith is going to waver. I know you go through hard times and you go through things and uh, you, you don't think sometimes that you don't know why you're going through these things, but it's God's testing you, God's you know dealing with you, God's getting what He wants across. He's making you who He wants you to be. He's making you stronger. He's testing you. And to strengthen that faith and know that He's on your side is through prayer. We pray and it strengthens our faith. Have you ever heard the saying, all we can do now is pray? Like that was somebody's last resort is praying. You should have went to God first. If you went to God first, maybe you wouldn't be in this situation. Amen? I mean, He shouldn't be our last resort. He should be our first. Anything, anything, anything. Anytime anything comes up, we should pray first before we even go to anybody else. We should go to God. Because a lot of times we, we, we'll go to somebody else and we'll ask them their advice. And if we go to ask somebody that maybe even doesn't have a godly counsel, someone that's not you know, a godly person, we ask a co-worker or something like that, we're going to make ourselves and dig ourselves into a bigger hole than what we were to begin with because we didn't go to God first. We want to. We have a tendency to mess things up sometimes, and instead of going to him first, we try to do it on our own. Try to fix it on ourselves for ourselves, because we think we can handle it. We can think we can do this or do that. And a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times we dig ourselves in a bigger hole instead of praying and ask God to help us before it even gotten bigger, because we have a tendency to mess things up. I know I do. Uh, and just because we have, you know, you know, infirmities or we don't have the strength to do what we used to do. You know, I'm a younger man. You know, I have, I have a little bit of strength to do things. But, you know, at a certain point, you don't have the strength to do that anymore. You don't have the strength to, to uh, uh, serve like you used to. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, these great men of God that were missionaries or pastors or anything like that, they get later in life and they, they can't do the things they, they, can't, they couldn't do. They, they, they used to always used to do, but they can't do them anymore. And I think about um, Dr. Don Green. Has anybody ever heard of Dr. Don Green? Uh, yeah, so Dr. Don Green, he realized later in life that he couldn't, he couldn't do the things that he could do anymore. So you know what he did? He started waking up at 4 a.m. every day to start praying for everybody, anybody. He, he changed the way he done things. He started praying. He started being a prayer warrior. And uh, if you, I know a lot of men of God I've heard preach about him. Say so you walk into his office or walk into his study and he would have stacks of notebooks of people he's praying for. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, pages. I'm talking about notebooks, like multiple notebooks of people he was praying for. And he said, if you ever met him, he would shake your head and ask your name, and he said, you're going in the prayer notebook. If you ever met him, he, he I've never met him. I've just heard about people preaching about him, uh, just a real prayer warrior. We don't see those anymore. We don't see people that just, I mean, that would get up at 4 a.m. to pray. A lot of people, you know, nowadays, these the lukewarm Christians ha have never even prayed you know, he talked about neither hot nor cold this morning. You have lukewarm Christians that's never prayed, spent real time, meaningful time in prayer. Um, you know, it's a lot of people will pray before they go to bed. And, you know, if you pray before you go to bed, it's going to be a short prayer, you know, nice and sweet right before you go to bed. You're not going to spend that meaningful time in prayer. Uh, 
that's why we need to get get up early and put on the armor of God and pray and pray a meaningful time in prayer. And it, it, you know, we talk about if things have to change, and we talked about um, we don't have maybe don't have the strength, and we not have things wrong with us, where we can't do what we used to do. But you know, being a man isn't about physical strength. It's not about getting bigger and stronger. You see a lot of guys in the gym nowadays. They, I mean, that's their life. They work out. That's it. They spend you know, they go get up in the morning. They go work out. Go to work. Get home. Work out again. And then go to bed and do it all over again. That's their whole life is just working out to look good for other people, or to you know look bigger. And you can be bigger and stronger, but I know one somebody that's bigger and stronger than anybody here, and I don't have to worry about being bigger or stronger. I need to worry about what God has for me. I don't have to. I don't need to worry about that. I need to worry about what God has for me. You know, I don't need to look. I don't need to look impressive for anybody here. Uh, I don't, yeah, so, in you know, I don't, I don't have to, you know, I'm not planning on getting a fight with anybody, so I don't need to, I don't need to build up. I was like, I, I got somebody that's going to fight on my behalf, amen? Uh, and it's, it's not always easy to spend time in prayer. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it, it, it takes dip, discipline. You know, sometimes you'll be praying and your mind will wander. You know, you're you're focused on you got a list and you're praying one after another after another after another, and all of a sudden your mind wanders and it's off on something that's not even close to anything that's on your prayer list. And it could be something good that you needed to pray about and God put on your heart, but then sometimes it's something that's not even you don't even need to be thinking out thinking about during prayer. You need to be spending that time with the Lord, and you're thinking about other things. You know, about a new truck or a new shotgun or, you know, a new purse or new shoes or something like that instead of what you're supposed to be focused on. And so it's not always easy. It's sometimes difficult and it takes discipline. We need to get in our prayer closet. All right, Matthew, uh, turn to Matthew chapter number 6. All right, we're going to look at uh, verses 6 and 7. Uh, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret. Thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So we need to get alone with God and pray in a prayer closet. We need to find that spot, whatever that spot may be, to get alone with God and talk to Him. Uh, you, we call it our prayer closet. That Whatever that spot is, whatever, maybe it's something important to you, something where God dealt with you before about something. Maybe it's where you got saved. Maybe it's the altar. Maybe it's, it's something, some good place that you can get alone with God and talk to God. And it, it's not, you know, a, a repetitious prayer. It's meaningful time in prayer. It's, you know, humbling yourself and asking God to help you. And it's not just that, that like I said, that prayer before you go to bed. It's just the same thing every night. You know, pray for this, this, and this, and then amen. 
it's not a repetition prayer. It's, you know, it's something that's meaningful, meaningful time in prayer. Uh, Christ needed to pray. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter 14. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. This should be a familiar story to everyone. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded to the multitude sit, to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. Looking unto, up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. So right here in this verse in number 19, he prayed over the food before he dispersed the food. He prayed over it, asked God to bless the food. And, you know, sometimes we do it here at church, but we do we do it at home. It's something that sometimes neglected. I, I, I'll be the first to acknowledge that sometimes I don't think, I'm hungry, don't think about it, and I won't pray. <laughs> I'm just forgetful. And it happens to the best of us, and I might stop what I'm doing in the middle of my meal and pray and thank Him. But, you know, sometimes it, it, it does get in a hurry and we don't do it. But, um, Keep reading. Uh, verse number 20. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up the fragments that remaineth, twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. And that straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So he went up to pray alone. So again, we need to get in our... Christ did it, we need to do it. We need to get alone with God to pray with him. You know, it's good to pray with our spouses and pray with our family, but we also need to have that, that, that one-on-one time with God and pray alone with him, just as Christ did. And Christ, Christ prayed... A lot of things and he prayed mostly for father's will and the father's work and that's the same thing we need to be praying and I'll, I'll get to that later um, also if you look at the first mention of prayer in the Bible or pray you turn to Genesis chapter number 12 I like the law of first mention if you ever study in the Bible find out where it was mentioned first and go from there All right, we're going to look at uh, verse number 13. Uh, Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. So it says, I say, I pray thee. So it's almost like a request instead of, I mean, they're not asking God for anything right here. They're making a request. All right, turn to Genesis, look over Genesis, uh, one more chapter over, 13, 8. Uh, and Abraham said unto Lot, Let there not be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and my herd, and my herd, thy herdmen, for we be brethren. So again, he's asking a request that nothing be between him and his brethren, and that's something we should pray. But it's also requesting that that happen, and a prayer can be a request instead of just 
asking and be asking for God for something. It can be a request. Um, D.L. Moody says, in our prayers, we talk to God in our Bible study. God talks to us, and we had better let God do most of the talking. So, when when we go to talk to God, we're talking to Him through prayer, but He talks to us through His Word. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, God can't talk to you when you do pray, but a lot of His talking, He's going to show you things in His Word. His Word is how He speaks. That's His language, is speaking through His Word. That's when He's going to speak to you the most clearly. That's why a lot of men of God, when they get a call to the mission field or they get a call to the preach, there's a verse in the Bible that... that answers that call or God showed them that verse you know I've heard a lot of men of God say that you know something happened in their life and the and the word of God spoke to them or God showed them a verse in the Bible and spoke to them through that God's word and that's why it's it's important to not only pray but study study God's word because we might we can't talk to him but he talks to us through our through our word and we get wisdom through his word and there's a lot of things we need to pray for. We have a lot of prayer needs. We have a prayer list that's uh, in every, you know, in, in every service we have a prayer, uh, prayer list that's on the uh, four-year table. And it's things that we all need to pray for, our church family. But there's some things that I feel like God's showed us that we need to pray for. We need to pray um, to stand in the gap. Stand in the gap between the devil and our kids, our family, our grandchildren, we need to pray to st- and stand in the gap. Uh, like, like Abraham did for Lot, he prayed, he prayed, you know, when he was in synagogue and Gomorrah, he prayed to God and said, you know, let save Lot, save Lot. And then the same thing with Moses and the Israelites. There's not many times God, God was done with them. God wanted to kill them. You know, if, my, if Moses and God ever got on the same page, the Israelites were done for. Because there was times God wanted to kill them, and there was sometimes Moses was like, I'm done with them. If they ever got on the same page, it was not going to be good. But they never got on the same page. And I hear that a lot with, you know, husbands and wives in the ministry, your pastor and pastor's wife. You know, they go through hard times, and sometimes they're like, I'm done with them. And not, well, not church folks sometimes, but other people. You know, they talk about... You know, they're never, they're, they got to have that, that balance. It's like, no, we need to pray for them. And it's happened with my, you know, with our family members and uh, my wife. We, you know, have struggling with family members. And they're like, I'm done with them. I don't want to talk to them anymore. I'm done with them. It's like, we'll just go on our way and never talk to them again. I was like, no, we need to pray for them and try to give them wisdom. And it's the same way. Moses and God, they, thankfully, they were never on the same page when it came to God's, the Israelites. But we need to do the same thing. We need to stand the gap and pray for our ki- kids, our grandchildren, our, uh, our church family, our family members. We need to pray and ask them to, to protect them. To, you know, if, if they are involved in something, we, uh, you know, let it be found out. Amen? Uh, that might have been your, uh, your parents' prayer. Let it be found out. Because... <laughs> Uh, and, it, and it's important to be able to, you know, because the, your kids or grandchildren, they might, they might eventually go off into sin or get away from church or something like that. But I better bet it's going to be over a mountain of prayer because I'm praying for them every night. And I'm praying for every kid in our youth group. I'm praying for my kids, all the kids in this church. 
You know, I might not know all the kids' names, but I'm praying for them. The, the Holy Spirit can intercede on my behalf and supply whatever I, sh- I, I lack in knowledge, it can, it can provide. You know, anytime we pray, or we pray for our kids. We want to stand in the gap between the devil and this world and, and, and stand in the gap, stand in the way. And uh, we want to stand in the gap for them. Just as Abraham did for Lot, as Moses did for the Israelites, we need to stand in the gap because we want to make sure if any, anybody gets out of the will of God, it's over a mountain of prayer. Uh, and that, that's not only our uh, children, our grandchildren, that's our family, that's our church family, that's everybody we, we know. Um, 1 Timothy chapter number 2. Alright, 1 Timothy chapter number 2, we're going to look at um, verse number 1. Exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So we need to pray for those that's in leadership positions. Uh, we might not like who's in our office at the time, but we need to pray for them either way. We need to pray. You know, it, it might not. We might not like it, but it could be God's will that that person be in authority. That person be in authority, even though we might not like it. We need to pray for them anyway. We need to. Uh, you know, Elijah back in First Kings seventeen. If you look over there, Elijah prayed for a drought for his country, for his homeland. He he prayed for a drought. What if what's going on in this world today is a prayer? Maybe we pray for God's will. This is God's will, what's going on in our country. It might be, a, it might be awful, but it could be God's will. That's not all us for desire. All we can do is pray for them. We might can listen to the news stations and listen to the talking heads and what they think, and we might could give our two cents, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. We need to focus on what God's will. We need to pray for God's will because this could be God's will. I believe that it's everything done he is still on the throne and everything said and done is on is his will and we don't need to pray for us we need to pray for god's will and just like elijah prayed for a drought this might be the you know the drought in our country this might be the version of a drought a drought of god's word in our in in our country because god's word doesn't flow like it used to in our country it doesn't uh they've neglected the bible in this country and they got away from god and this is Kind of what, I mean, if you get away from God, this is what he turns you over to. He turns you over to the sin you want, the sin you desire. Uh, and Elijah prayed for a drought, and maybe we should pray that it keeps going like this, because if it keeps going like this, the Lord's going to come back soon. And uh, i tell you one thing, he's going to protect us. It's said in his word, it doesn't matter what's going on around us, he's going to protect God's children. We might not go through perilous times, but he's going to protect us. Amen. Um, Bob Jones Sr. said of the Depression, it was good. Maybe we can have a revival again in people when people begin to pray. 
you know, people going through things like this will begin to pray and ask God to, you know, we'll finally seek revival in this country. Um, but right now, too many people are dependent on the government, dependent on credit cards and the bank. I mean, you don't have any money in the bank, we'll just charge it. MasterCard, Visa, they're running this world right now, and people are going into, you know, debt after debt after debt, and that because that's what they rely on. Instead of, you know, asking God to supply the needs and praying, getting on our knees and praying and asking God to supply the needs. So um, we also need to pray for the will of God in our life. The will of God in all of the young peoples, every, everybody. Everybody needs to be in the will of God. Um, you don't know what direction or what to pray sometimes. We just need to pray that God's will be done. Just pray that, 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 I, that I can be in God's will, whatever I do. Um, pray for one another. Uh, James, turn to James chapter number 5. James uh, chapter number 5, verse number 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Um, we need to pray. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, like I mentioned before. But we need to, we need to uh, you know, a lot of people in, you know, in churches will gossip. And it's not just, you know, a lot of the, the saying is, is the church split happened in the nursery or the kitchen, but I've known preachers that gossip just as much. I mean, there's men that preachers that they gossip just as much. You hear about Brother so-and-so, did you hear about his church? You hear about this, you hear about that. But instead of gossiping and worrying about what them, it's like, oh, did you hear about that? No, but let's pray. Amen. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for, you know, these other churches that might be struggling or these, you know, people within our church. If we hear something about it, we don't need to gossip and spread it. We need to pray for them. Whatever it may be, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for each and every church member. Um, if you'll turn over to First Thessalonians chapter uh, 5. All right, we're going to start here at uh, verse number 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know that them which labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you, and esteem them that very highly in love for their work's sake, and be peace among you yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that there are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but every follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. Sometimes we need to pray until we get an answer. And that's not just a five-minute prayer. Sometimes we have to spend, like I said, meaningful time in prayer to get an answer. We have to spend uh, time on our knees in prayer to find the answer that we're looking for, to find what help or what for 
what you know we're going through something we don't we don't need to ask what why we need to ask what for you know what what is what is what are you testing me on what do I need to grow in strength on um, and right here it's starting at twelve we look and we see that um, uh, talking about those that are over you in the Lord. You know, we need to pray for our pastor. You know, every day he needs our prayers. Amen. He has to deal with us and me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then uh, we just need to keep praying and never stop. We need a constant state of prayer, just always having that, that line open. If that line ever gets closed, it's not a good thing. Because prayers can get hindered. Prayers can, he can stop talking to you. It, it does happen. There's a lot of people that say that, you know, they'll, they'll get away from God. And you'll ask them, what, what's God saying? Well, he stopped talking to me a long time ago. And that's a sad state to ever be in. Um, sometimes we need to pray quietly, but there's times to pray aloud. You know, it's, it's not just in church either. It's not, it may be in the car driving when we're by ourselves and our pray, you know, by ourselves. It might be when we're in our prayer closet, we need to pray aloud. Because like I said, sometimes if you pray quietly, your mind wanders. And sometimes praying aloud can help your mind focus better on what you're trying to pray for if you pray aloud. Because you're more focused on your words and pronouncing things and you know, what you're saying than what might be letting your mind wander. You're, you're more worried about praying aloud. And, and praying aloud, you know, we ask people, you don't have to have a praying voice, you know. You, you can talk to God just like you're talking to, you know, anybody, your brothers and sisters here in church. You don't have to have this big, boisterous voice when you go to pray. You know, you've seen some people, they, they, they go to pray and they use these long words and they use, these, um, they, they use a different voice. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to do that. I was like, God's here, He can hear us. You know, it isn't, I mean, you don't have to do all that. He's here. He, he just wants to know what's in our heart. He, you pray from the heart. It doesn't matter what's coming out of the mouth, what's coming out of the voice. You hear these people, they just, I mean, uh, they, they just, they, a lot of times it's they just want to make themselves known. Yeah. And then you got some people that will, you ask them to pray for a meal, and they'll pray for 30 minutes. I was like, I'm ready to eat. I was like, I don't need to get your, you know, you hadn't prayed this week, so you're getting all your prayers in right there. I don't need that to happen. I was like, I'm ready to eat. Lord, thank you for this meal. Amen. We don't, I mean, I'm right with God. God knows my heart. I was like, we don't need this long 30-minute prayer before we eat. You know, you, know, a, you know, a few sentences will do. He knows our heart. He knows that, you know, we're thankful. We don't need 30 minutes worth of prayer. We don't need brother or sister, you know, getting all their prayers in for the week. Right before, right before we eat, now, uh, I heard one preacher said that one preacher was going on for uh, one brother was going on for a while, so he just got a plate and started eating. I was like, he he he's spending time in prayer. Uh, let him do it. I was like, I'm going to eat. Um, we also want to pray while we're in the will of God. Turn to First Peter three seven. I gotta hurry. I told you I was gonna get y'all out. Try to get y'all out early. 
All right, First Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell in them according to knowledge, give honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And part of being in the will of God and being, is being right with God and also being right with your spouse. Uh, or your prayers will get hindered. If you're, you're you know, arguing or you know, bickering or, I won't say that, maybe you're having a disagreement with your spouse. You know, you're not arguing. You're not, y'all don't do that. It's just we have disagreements. Uh, if, you, if you're having a strong disagreement, it'll hinder your prayers. If you have a, a strong disagreement with a brother or sister, it can hinder your prayers also. You know, just making sure you're right with God, right with your spouse also. Um, number, uh, not, we don't need to pray for selfish reasons, but we need to pray for God's will. Um, I'm not going to ask you to turn there. I'm just going to kind of quote the verse for sake of time. Uh, James 4.2 says, Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. A lot of times people want to pray. They want to pray for things for their selfish desires. They want to pray things onto themselves. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. You know, it is human nature to want things, and you know, we see things, we want it. But if it's not God's will, it doesn't matter. We don't need to pray for selfish things or sinful things. That's not what He wants us to do. He's not going to give us anything that's selfish or sinful, things that might get us away from God. You know, we pray for a new TV, and we start watching TV instead of uh, reading our Bible. We neglect our Bible to watch the new TV. He's not going to give us anything that we that's going to be hurtful for our, our growing. Amen. And, and a lot of people, that's what they, they'll pray for these uh, selfish desires. Um, Oswald Chambers said it, we have to pray with our eyes on God, not on the difficulties. So whenever we're praying for things that are selfish desires or things that may be bothering us, we need to keep our eyes on God. All right, uh, pray, we need to pray on the altar. We need to spend time on the altar. We need a and being on the altar isn't you know is is it's a place where we can humble ourselves before the Lord. You know, and sometimes we have to humble ourselves before the Lord. We can pray when we're standing and pray when we're sitting down, but there's something different about getting down there and humbling yourself before the Lord and praying. You know, things get altered at the altar. Amen. That's where things change. That's where things get changed. You know, you know, our lives changed. My life changed at the altar when I got saved. My life got changed at the altar when I was called to preach. My life changed at the altar. Uh, I'm going to turn to um, Matthew 26. Just uh, this last two things and then I'll be done. All right, Matthew Twix, uh, 26, 39. Um, and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he uh, skipped down to number 42. And he went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if this cup may not Pass away from me, except I drink it. 
thy will be done. Alright, turn to verse 44. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying to these words, When cometh he to his disciples and say unto them, Sleep now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed hands of sin sinners. So he prayed three times for this cup to pass from him. The same thing Paul did. Paul asked for, he had an infirmity, he prayed three times. And after that, it was, uh, I believe Brother Suter said, it was no longer a care, it was a burden. Amen? Well, he prayed three times. And sometimes we, we want to keep praying and praying and praying for this situation. Well, it's not longer, like he said, it's a burden now, it's not a care. Uh, you know, we need a, three times. What Christ prayed, what Paul prayed, they prayed for something three times. And after that, it's no longer us. It's, it's God's will sometimes. Um, the model, uh, I, I'm not going to go through the model prayer it's in, uh, for the sake of time, but Matthew six, chapter 6, verse 9 through 13 is the model prayer. And if you go and read that, the first thing we should always do when we pray is give him reference. It's hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's giving him reverence. When we go to prayer, we need to give him reverence. We need to lift him up. Just as, you know, I bet these, some of these kids, I don't, I don't guess there's many kids in here, they'll, they'll come to you and they'll try to, you know, the dads, they'll try to butter you up before they ask you for something. Sometimes we need to do that. Yeah. And we need to do the same thing with God. We need to lift him up, give him reverence, the reverence he deserves. Amen. Um, and we, we don't need to pray for our will, but his will. All right, I, uh, I want to end it with a challenge. I want to challenge some of y'all. Uh, I know a lot of people, they, they haven't spent meaningful time in prayer. So I want to challenge you to pray for 30 minutes to an hour, you know, in the next you know, few weeks. Just try to find, or maybe before missions conference, pray for a missions conference for 30 minutes to an hour. Spend meaningful time in prayer. I want, I want to challenge you to pray and not just ask for anything. Don't ask for anything. Just Spend time thanking Him for being Him. Thank Him for all He's given you, the blessings. Count your blessings one by one. Amen. Just spend time and uh, just thank Him. Don't ask Him for nothing. Be thankful. Uh, and then I want to uh, challenge you, third challenge is pray for others and not yourself. So spend time in prayer and don't ask for anything for yourself. Ask for others. Pray for others. You can still thank Him. But just pray for others and don't pray for anything for selfish reasons or, you know, anything for yourself. It, cannot be, it might not be even be a selfish reason. It might be something small, but just don't pray for yourself. Pray for others. Amen. All right. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you do. We thank you.